0: Your Vineyard Church audio podcast. I'm Crispin Schroeder. Today on the podcast, we continue our look into wisdom. This week we are in Proverbs chapter 3, specifically focusing in on five, verses 5 and 6, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God. God will make your path straight. we uh, are going to look at this and, and what Proverbs says about trusting God, but also how it talks about being trustworthy. So this is the title of the message, Trust God and Be Trustworthy. Let's go ahead and head to the talk. Thanks for listening. North Shore Vineyard Church, Downtown Covington. I have been planning and, and working on doing a series on the Book of Genesis. I've never taught a series on the Book of Genesis, but I—I I, I don't know—I've I've been uh, very interested in that lately, and so I've been working on that. But um, I'm—it's—it's it's a lot of research because I'm reading a lot of ancient literature, even outside the Bible, just to kind of get a a um, context for the ancient Near East. So. Until then, that'll probably, we'll probably do that in a few weeks, but until then, I'm um, just kind of camping out in the book of Proverbs. Last week, did a, a, a message called Get Wisdom, and that was from Proverbs chapter 4. Today, we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 3, um, so we're not kind of going in any linear order here, but that's okay with me. And Proverbs 3 can be found on the, or at least part of it can be found on the front of your bulletin. Says this, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. And do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields much better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Her long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold fast to her will be blessed. I'm going to touch on more passages than that, but I figured it would take me a little too long to read the whole thing this morning. So we'll, we'll stop at that point, and uh, I'll reference some of the other portions of Proverbs 3. Last week I said in the, in the message on Proverbs 4 that the introduction to Proverbs 4, a father is sitting down with his kids and he's saying, listen to what I have to say. I've got something that has the potential to help you avoid some really bad things down the road. Listen to my wisdom. And, And I mentioned, I guess why Proverbs has been kind of, I don't know, coming back to me a little bit lately is because I'm, I got a daughter who's just gone off to college a few months ago. I got a son who's a teenager, and I feel like I'm feeling this like urge that I need to pass on what little wisdom I may have to to my kids because I feel like I want to help them live a good life, a life full of meaning and fulfillment, and maybe avoid some of the foolishness that could really derail you and, and, and maybe potentially harm you in a big way. And it's interesting because in Proverbs 4, that's the introduction. A father's sitting down, his, his kids, and he's passing on wisdom. But in the same sense, we see this in this chapter. Listen, my son, to, to these words that I have to share. He, hide them in your heart. Take it seriously. And, and we find all throughout the book of Proverbs the same kind of thing. In other words, wisdom... Is something that is meant to be passed on from generation to generation. When we look at the book of Proverbs, we are looking at uh, kind of the collective wisdom that has arisen from 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 the Jewish people for over centuries. It is the it is the things that that actually work for a good life. Now, part of the problem is. Um, We, sometimes we look at wisdom in a sense of a formula. Like you you, you do this and, and it guarantees this results. Wisdom doesn't function that way. But, I will say this, even when you apply wisdom to a certain situation and don't get the outcome you want, it's still better to stick with the wisdom in the long term because what wisdom will do in the long term is bear good fruit. So, the Proverbs are sort of kind of the... You know, if, if, you, if you've ever read books in business on, uh, anybody read about best practices before? Uh, those of y'all in business. Uh, you know, the, you, you read these books about the best practices of certain industries. Or, but, but Proverbs is really kind of a best practices for life. It is the distilled wisdom in these little kind of nuggets that, that can actually help us avoid pitfalls. But it is something that gets passed down from generation to generation, and, it, and it, it's a good reminder that no matter how fascinated we might get by certain trends in our world, um, we need not lose the connection to the roots of faith. You know that that we're part of a, a story that goes back thousands of years. You know, and and we are the benefactors of. What these people have have pioneered and and their experiences of God and how they've codified that and and put words to it and actually made it into wisdom. So, yes, we always need to be open to new ideas. We always need to be looking for innovation and and maybe novel approaches to things. But never let us become untethered from the great wisdom traditions that have been passed down to us. Just a little intro there. But the thing I want to focus in on today is primarily is Proverbs 3, chapter 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding or your own insight, the best you can figure out. But in all your ways, acknowledge God or or submit to God, as some translations put it. And God will direct your path. He'll make your path straight. Now, what is the deal with a straight path? What does that mean? It's interesting because in the Bible, there's there's two terms that that speak of sin. One is is a term that that means missing the mark. I believe it's the Greek word hamartia, and and it's an archery term. So if if you're an archer and you you know you're shooting at a target and and you just your trajectory is just a little bit off here. It's going to be way off down there. And, and sin is, is something that, that it's when you actually miss the intended goal for your life in a, in, a, in a big picture sense. There's another word that occurs in the Old Testament, iniquities. And iniquities is, is a bend. You know, it's a, if you think of perversion, perversion is, is a bending of the natural inclinations. And that's what iniquities are. It's, it's, it's diverting from the path. It's going off the straight path. And, and and this passage here in, in Proverbs is saying that if we trust in God with our heart, lean not on our own understanding, submit to God in all that we do, then God is going to make our path straight. doesn't mean the, the path is going to necessarily be easy. And oftentimes, this is the curious thing about God's wisdom, oftentimes it's not going to be easy. And, 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 oftentimes you will look weak and foolish, and and that's why it says trust in God and don't lean on your understanding. Because if you were just relying on your own intellectual ability to come up with the answers, uh, you you might make some other assumptions. But going by God's wisdom has a way of straightening out the path. Trust in God is contrasted with one's own understanding. This is also a contrast between the conventional wisdom of this world, which can tend towards going after power and money and fame, and yet is not tied to any higher morality. Uh, th- this is a statement that's made even in this chapter. Wisdom is is more valuable than gold or silver or, or, or those types of things because you can have. Have you ever seen somebody that's got a lot of money but no sense? Right. <laughs> I mean, there's some. There's some. Or, or no morals either. I mean there's people that are that, that ha, are, are very wealthy but they have they, got no moral center, they've got no they're, they're foolish. There's people who become we see famous people all the time who are are foolish that you know they they get famous for something but there's no no hard road that got them there so there's no substance of character in the process. And this is why we need to, to, to hone in on this and realize that this is the path to happiness and fulfillment and, and, and our, our true created purpose. As Proverbs 16.25 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is death. And a lot of times if you follow just the conventional wisdom in our world and the the kind of herd mentality that people have without some kind of moral center or overarching framework, that's exactly what happens. You end up in death. You end up in destruction. And so these words of Proverbs are meant to, to help us find a straight path that we wouldn't veer off to the left or right, but we would be exactly where God intends us, aiming towards the goal that God has for each of our individual lives. In um, verse, verse uh, 18, it makes an interesting comparison that we'll probably actually look into in a little bit more depth when I get into Genesis. It says, speaking of wisdom, it says, "She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold fast, hold her fast will be blessed." And this is this is an interesting thing that because this this little idea of wisdom being the tree of life it pops up all over the book of Proverbs it's a it's a kind of a central metaphor for wisdom and and you can contrast that like if you look back in the Garden of Eden there was two trees in the middle of the garden one was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which was forbidden by uh, God for for man Adam and Eve to eat and then there was the tree of life and they never got around to eating that but they they screwed up and ate the other tree but But you can kind of contrast these two things because the the Bible actually talks about wisdom being a form of a tree of life. It is something that, that brings life. You contrast that with the knowledge of good and evil. And I think that's a very interesting thing because you can know stuff. You can know good and evil. But unless you have wisdom, your knowledge profits you nothing. Your wisdom can actually be just another form of foolishness that gets you nowhere other than death. Wisdom is a tree of life. Now, what I want to, what I, what I find interesting in this path, and we we didn't actually get to this in the actual um, part that I read <laughs> to you, but if you go down to verse twenty-seven, it moves from a place of trusting in God and trusting into God's wisdom to how we can become trustworthy people, and I think that this is. This is huge because it's it, again with with the Hebrew scriptures we see and and the and the uh, New Testament we see this all the time. The context for the teachings, the context for the wisdom in the scriptures, and the experience of God—it's always in community, and 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 it's very important that we understand this. This is never about individual personal piety. We're we're doing this thing together, and and that's part of the way we understand it. So there's always. The, the, the way that this connects us to God, but that, that's always tied to our connections with one another. In verse 27, it says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you when you already have it with you. Do not plot harm against your neighbor who lives trustfully near you. Do not accuse anyone for no reason when they have done you no harm. Do not envy the violent or choose any of their ways. We see as this chapter progresses, it goes from kind of uh, an individual relationship to God and God's wisdom to now there's this dynamic of it's not just about trusting God, it's about being a trustworthy person. Think back to when you were a kid... Did you ever cheat when you played a game before when you were a kid? Anybody? Yeah, okay. We got a couple of honest people, a bunch of liars up in here. <laughs> I think everybody, everybody's tried cheating in a game before. Hopefully, you, you figured out pretty soon a lesson that most people figure out. If you cheat, uh, yeah, if you cheat um, one time, people may forgive you. You cheat two times, people don't want to play with you anymore, right? And we learn that as little kids. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, you cheat. You can win this game of chutes and ladders or whatever it is you're playing. You can win. You can win the game and have the satisfaction of doing that. But if you get found out for cheating, ain't nobody going to want to play with you. And I think this is one of the fundamental reasons we we even play games as kids. I mean, we're, have you ever seen, like, I'm, I'm sure... Faith, your, your daughter, Gray, there probably plays, like, cooking games and, you know, things like that. I mean, I remember when Tevi used to have her little, you know, plastic kitchen set and, and, and friends would come over and they would play like being adults or, you know, the kids get a little play lawnmower and they, you know, I wish, I wish that my son would love to play with my actual lawnmower at, at 14 now. <laughs> but they really have a lot of joy in pretending playing like they're adults, and really, if we look at life, life the, the way we interact with the world around us comes, comes from these ways that we learn how to, to, to cooperate with others when we play games when we're little kids, you know? And we learn the fundamental lessons of, of how this is supposed to work. So if you, if you think about um, the game of life, I mean, the actual, like, not, not the actual board game of life, that, you know, actually living... <laughs> If you are a person who lies, who cheats, who gossips, who is just about your own selfish ambition, what does that do to your future? You you, You may get what you want in the moment. There's a lot of selfish people who are brilliant at getting what they want in the moment. But nobody wants to play with you. Nobody wants to play with you. If you, if you lie and cheat, I mean, I think this is one of the reasons why, you know, even in, in, in America, um, uh, that whether it's in the church or in politics, when, you know, we, we hear of church leaders or other people having affairs on their wife, we, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal to us, you know, in this country. Why? Because it has to do with, can you trust this person? If this person can't be faithful to the, to the one person they've committed their life to, why should we be able to trust them in other matters? And this is, this is where the wisdom of God comes in, that we, we acknowledge God. We, we learn how to be people of integrity and honesty who put our heart into it, who live lives of com- compassion, who live lives of truth and honesty. Why? Because we want to keep playing this game. <laughs> you know, back when I was in my... Late teens, uh, I, was, I was doing the whole, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll thing. And uh, I was hanging around a lot of people just by nature of what I was doing. I, I ended up in a crowd of people that were doing the same sort of things. By it, but but I, I, I discovered over time most people didn't have much of a moral center. In fact, the deeper I got into this scene... It was common for anybody to think, I'm going to try to steal that person's wife or that person's girlfriend. It was common to run across people who would cheat you out of money on a gig. It was common to do that. And, and here's the deal. If we go down the path of life and we don't take care to mind the wisdom of God in our own hearts and learn how to be people of integrity and honesty, then guess what? It limits the chances of where you Go in life. Because eventually, the only people that are going to want to hang around you are liars and cheaters. That's where my life had gotten. I mean, I was just, I mean, they were my friends. <laughs> but you had to watch your back around them. <laughs> And this is why this is so important. I think it's why it's so important to young people. And this is why Proverbs says over and over, it's like you you hear this wisdom from generations speaking into youth saying, listen, my son, to this wisdom. Pay heed to my words. Don't discard them. Don't roll your eyes that I'm some old dude. Pay attention to this because this will actually save your life. This actually has to do with your future. Because here's the flip side of that. Having a good work ethic, being honest, being a person of integrity, even though it's not sexy, <laughs> even though sometimes it looks foolish, even though sometimes it will mean that you get cheated out of things or you get, you get called things, uh, it is the path to life because eventually it pays off. And this is why it counts whatever we do in life. Whatever we do, we do it with our heart. We do it with our integrity. We do it with our passion. We do it from a place of wisdom because as we do this, guess what's happening? God is making our path straight, He's straightening it out. And this is why wisdom is worth a lot more than money or fame because because. Fame and money and all the other things that society kind of goes after those things can't make your path straight in fact if your path isn't straight they can oftentimes divert you and <laughs> and cause a lot of hardship But if we trust not in our own understanding, the best we can figure out, thinking ourselves wise in our own language, in, in our in our own minds, if we continually come back to God and, and seek to, to live after God's ways and keep our hearts open to the Spirit of God. And and by the way, when it comes to wisdom, I, I think it's very important that, that in this passage that it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now the book of Proverbs doesn't make much of a distinction between God and God's wisdom. I mean it but 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 here's the deal. We try to operate by wisdom, but we're always open to the spirit. So when we're trying to make decisions about life, especially important decisions about what to do, big decisions about things, yes, we our default, we need to let that become the wisdom of God. You, you know, practicing these things that we see in Proverbs. That that needs to be the default. But we always we don't ever want to be on autopilot. We invite the Holy Spirit because, in that relationship to God, I found that there's been many a time where I get that you know gut check in my in my gut. Yeah, that's why I called it a gut check. Um, I get that feeling, you know, like wow, this makes sense in every way that I can look at it. <laughs> In every way that I can evaluate this, this makes sense, and yet there's something that just doesn't feel right about it. do I believe that's part of trusting in God, that we don't just lean on the best we can understand. We're always inviting the Holy Spirit to, Lord, reveal this path in front of me. Show me the way. And as we go down this path of wisdom, the, the deal is, if you want opportunity in your life, if you, want, if you want the most options for life, wisdom is the best path to get there. You want to ruin your future? Just do the easiest thing that you can get what you want in the moment. You ruin your future. You ruin your options. Now, there's two questions that uh, I will end with today. I'm trying to end early since I've been so late the last few weeks <laughs> um, I think it's it's it would be good for us to ponder these two questions number one, in what ways have I been trusting in my own insights and understanding rather than God you know that i I suspect there's there's some people in here that you stay awake at night because you're thinking about things and you're trying to figure it out, <laughs> and you're trying you're just mulling over these things all the time, trying to like, "Oh gosh, what is the right thing to do? Maybe God is calling for you to surrender some of these things and just say, "God, I lay this down at your feet, or as it says, I think in Philippians, you know." that we submit our prayers to God and the peace of God that's bigger than our understanding, that transcends what we can figure out and know in our own insights will actually guard our hearts. The second question is perhaps a little bit more difficult. Concerning my relationships with others, am I trustworthy? Am I a good friend? Am I a person who speaks honestly with people do I live in integrity you know this it it's it's actually kind of funny that when I was reflecting over my own life this morning because I was like I, I think part of my conversion to Christianity when I was 20 20 years old was the call of wisdom because not only was I surrounded by a bunch of liars and cheaters <laughs> immoral people I was one of them but I began to look at where that path was taking them. I mean, I had a few friends that were like 35 years old, you know, 15, 20 years older than me. And I'm like, these people are right where I am at 20. They're stuck. They're not moving on. Their life is, 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 is stuck. I mean, you want, you want to talk about hell for a minute. I mean, we often talk about hell as a, a, an eternal destination. But what hell is? is when you end up in a place because you've lied and cheated and schemed and you've not taken the right path, you've been off the path, and now you're surrounded by liars and cheaters and you're always having to watch your back. That's hell. You don't want to live there. You don't want to end up there. And if you do end up there, it's very hard to get out of there. Very hard. Fortunately, (laughs) I I was able to return to Jesus at, at 20 years old In the midst of my mess, in the midst of this dark situation, I returned to God and and got on the path. And I can look back, that was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Because now when I look at so many of the gifts that God has brought into my life, it all started with that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. That's the way to life. It's the way to fulfillment. It's the way to avoid the things that could take you out and take you down. So this morning, perhaps you're in here, and if you're honest with yourself, you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I am living like a fool right now. I'm not trustworthy. I'm not living integrity. I mean, chances are, if you're in that state, you might have deceived yourself, so you might not even know, <laughs> which makes it even worse. But I would say there's, there's hope for everybody. If you find yourself in that, in that category this morning, let this be the day that you surrender to Jesus. And you say, God, I'm, I'm turning my life on this old way. You know, the word for repentance actually means to change your mind. I've seen, I've seen new information, new truth, and I've changed my thinking on how I'm going in life. That's what I did when I was 20 years old. I didn't have it together. I was a mess. I still am a mess, kind of. But I, I didn't have it figured out. But you don't have to. Just simply taking a step towards God and saying, God, I'm going to trust you with my life even though I don't understand how this all works and you will direct my path. He does it. He invites us into that. So if that's you and you'd like somebody to pray with you, you want to tell somebody about this, this morning just come up here at the end after we dismiss and I would love to pray with you. But if not, I think we can all find at least probably one or two things in our life that we need to loosen our grip on and trust God with. And so I challenge you in the coming days to be open to what those issues might be. Why don't you stand up? Lord, I I pray your blessing upon... The people of this church this morning, Lord, that you would help us by your grace to trust you more fully. Or that we wouldn't just rest on what we know or what we even know of you, God, but we would have a vibrant, dynamic relationship by your spirit. Lord, help us to be people of integrity, honesty. Lord, help us to be people of, of morality. Lord, make our path straight. Lead us in the right way, God. And Lord, if there's areas where we have, have strayed off, where, where, where our focus has shifted a little bit, God, correct the trajectory of our lives, God. Search us and know us. And lead us in your path, Lord. Amen. If anybody needs some prayer this morning, feel free to come up to the front and we will get some people to pray with you. Otherwise, see you next Sunday. God bless y'all.